0: Hello,
1: I'm Josie Cotton, and you are listening to The Famous Dummy Room.
2: This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll.
0: T-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M! T-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M! Hey, bud! This party! This is the happiest day of my life! Hey, pizza! (laughs) You're immature. You can't do a single thing by yourself. You're a spastic nerve bag all the time. You guys are not that dumb.
2: Hey, everybody. You're in the Dummy Room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined, as always, by Mr.
3: Nate Demmel. What's up, Nate? What's up? No nickname tonight, huh? That's okay.
2: Yeah, I figured we keep it classy since Linda's coming (laughs) on. Yeah, man.
3: Linda Ramone. Um... I'm excited, dude.
2: Dude, me too. Been trying to have Linda on for like two years now. Yep, she's one of the first people on our bucket list. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Ben Weasel, Linda Ramone, anyone from the Ramones.
3: Yeah, any Ramone is is kind of like the that's the hierarchy, right? Ramones are up here. Descendants, Weasel. Exactly. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But dude, Linda Ramone. I mean, she's like royalty to me. You know? Totally. I mean, she has seen it all, dude. She's seen so much great shit, you know. Yep. It's gonna be a lot of fun, man.
3: Uh, definitely. I don't know like, anything like what's happening this year with the with the Johnny Ramone tribute, so I'm assuming she's gonna fill us in. Yeah, we'll you know? definitely know, hopefully find they're not out. canceled, but I guess we can kind of assume they are. Yeah. Um. Find out about the end of the century
2: too. I want to know what's. Up oh yeah. That.
3: Um. I I I, I want to know if they're we're gonna if we're gonna keep getting them. Right. All the box sets, all the albums.
2: I think we will, dude. I mean, like, why wouldn't we? I mean, they at least got to go all the way through Subterranean. Maybe they could sort that one out. You know what yeah. I mean? All the rest are probably <laughs> fine after that. <laughs> but yeah.
3: And uh, I got I got to ask about Riff, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, she's in rock and roll high school, so.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you know, she met her. She met PJ. So.
2: <laughs> you mean PJ got to meet Linda?
3: Like the two coolest girls in the world, right? Linda and Riff. Oh, yeah. Don't leave Kate out of that, though. Uh, Well, she takes a backseat to Linda and Riff. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. Anything going on, though? (sighs) Not a lot, man, you know.
2: Uh, Still in quarantine. Uh, You know, everything's kind of... It just seems like every day's the same. It's kind of boring, man. But I guess it's not that bad. Except it's been raining for two fucking weeks straight. And I'm really tired of the rain and I need to mow. And every day... I wake up with the intention of mowing this fucking grass that's constantly getting higher, but then it rains all day. So I don't know what I'm going to do about this jungle outside,
3: but uh, otherwise, things are all right. I had to go buy a new lawnmower this weekend. Oh, damn. So that's something that I'm not really into.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess not, dude. I mean, lawn care is the worst. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So I go to the store, and the one that my wife wants me to get is not on the floor, right? you talking like
2: a push one or did you get a ride one? Oh, one? yeah.
3: Fuck, riding one? No, push one, you know. And it's not on the floor, so I have to ask, and I ask this woman, and she directs me to some guy named Ian, and Ian leads me to Vince, I think. And <laughs> Oh, man, it's like the chain of command for lawnmowers at this place was just insane.
2: So you can't just walk in and get one. You got to like go through some rigmarole.
3: Yeah. And then you got a driver on the back of the building. It's almost, it was like sketchy. And some <laughs> guy literally met me in like the middle of the parking lot.
2: Is he wearing like a trench
3: coat and he opens it up? Like, <laughs> well, he brings up the box and he's, you know, it, yeah, it wasn't too bad though, man. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. What kind did you so, get? Like
2: what brand did you go with?
3: Um, uh, Troy built. I think it's called Troy built.
2: I've heard of those
3: yeah troy built so
2: right on man
3: so we got a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> yeah dummy room brought to you by troy built mowers no um,
2: <laughs> you know you're from the midwest when you're talking about getting a new mower yeah <laughs>
3: so that's not my thing it was a fucking miserable experience yeah i hate lawn care dude it's the worst of the worst and it never ends
2: <laughs>
4: yeah i secretly
1: so. always
2: plan to like just like get some of that like that's like roundup shit that kills everything and just like slowly kill it all. <laughs>
3: Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So no, I got home and I had to put this thing together and then Eli begged to, you know, mow the lawn. Well, I'm not going to argue, you know, go ahead. So he starts mowing and instantly my allergies just kill me. Oh no. I mean, he's not mowing for more than 10 seconds and my eyes are burning. Damn and that night that was saturday saturday night man the sinus infection thing kicked in again oh, i thought shit. i was dying
4: oh, <laughs> it was
3: man. terrible man as like
2: right now any kind of sickness like puts you on edge because you're like oh shit you know what i mean yeah the virus? exactly you know what i mean so you don't want anything any kind of uh, a tr- you know you wake up and you got a sore throat because your mouth is dry oh my god do i have the virus it's fucked up i'm so tired of it
3: yeah, but yeah,
2: so. those that cut grass though, yeah, it'll get you here the problem is we live like kind of in the woods. I mean, right outside the city, but and it's just ridiculous, man. And there's all types of poison ivy and there's all types of just all types of shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like Yeah, a yeah. major pain in my ass every fucking year. God, I wish I was one of those people that just could pay some people to do it for me. <laughs> me too man that ain't happening right now especially in this this situation you know what I mean so I'm yeah. gonna just have to do it with our old lawn that hopefully holds up another year you know what I mean yeah at least you know yours is gonna work all summer well it better <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've got to
4: to
0: my that's the only reason I can't see because made I find art, falling apart. That's always how it's gonna be I thought of leaving you But where would that leave me? I keep coming back to you I'm just coming up I'm just coming up I'm just standing in front of you llama of love You're not too short Just what you're looking for But you know you need a new referral And you live just like any other Cosmo girl In the reef you make questionnaire. My score makes your hair curl But you keep coming back to me
2: So let me ask you this, since we're on the subject of like punk rock lawn care. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do mow, do you listen, like what's in your headphones? Are you listening to podcasts or are you listening to music?
3: I don't mow. I'm not allowed to mow.
2: Oh, because of your allergies?
3: No, no. My allergies, normally, dude, I normally I'm not so bad, you know? Maybe like once, maybe a day or two a year that I get really bad, but something hit me. I don't know what it was, but... Um but I've been having kind of sinus issues lately. So, yeah. I don't know, something's wrong with me. I don't know. Um but no, no, I I'm I'm asked to uh I don't I don't do lawn care, dude. I would, but I'm, you know, my wife does it. So. She just wants to do it? Well, it's like exercise. It's it's basically cool. get out of the house. I got gotcha. you. You know, she gets to listen to whatever she listens to. No kids screaming at her. You know that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. it's like a little moment of zen. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. Um, yeah, Eli, Eli did it though. So
2: when I do it, it's just like I'm miserable the whole time. It's like a hundred degrees. <laughs> and I'm going up and <laughs> oh, down yeah. these. We live where there's like a, a lot of hills, so I'm like pushing this thing up and down these fucking hills, and I'm like, oh, I dread it.
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking yeah, sucks, but man. you know what? That was Saturday, I had this screaming headache, and um, but I kept thinking, dude, we get to talk to Linda Ramone in a few days. So,
4: Yeah,
2: dude, I've been kind of hyped up on it myself all week, listening to more Ramones than usual, which for me is already kind of a lot to begin with, you know?
3: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always fun when we do this, because you get in these different moods, like even if you... You know, we love the Ramones, and we listen to them on a regular basis anyways. Yes. But just the slightest little thing to give you another reason to listen to the Ramones. <laughs> exactly. Any it's excuse perfect. is a great one. Yeah. Not that we need one, but. No. It's like research. That's what I call it. It's
2: research, yeah. I tell Amber. I'll go with that. I'm going to go down in the basement and do some research, which means <laughs> put a buzz on and throw on a couple of records. <laughs> you know, just think about it. Instead of just, like, a lot of times when I'm listening to music, it's just kind of in the background, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I come down to my lair in the basement and do my... Lair? That's what I call it, my lair. I um, lair. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds less intimidating than the dungeon. Anyhow, I come down to the lair and fucking do my, in quotes, research. It's basically relax time and... Listen to the Ramones. And actually have time to think about what you're hearing. You know what I mean? So it is kind of research. Because if you're out, in the, if I'm outside mowing in anger and whatnot, I'm not really thinking about <laughs> what the song means and this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of fun. And I guess it does count as research.
3: <laughs> That's Mowing idea. in anger.
2: That's great. I'm sure everybody's done it because nobody wants to ever
3: do that shit.
2: Unless <laughs> like your wife, I get her motives, but I don't know how many crazy hills and shit she has to contend with, but.
3: No, nothing. She probably no. wouldn't dig it here, man. It's not very relaxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's uh, get the hell away from me for an hour or so. So <laughs> it's her like poker night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we have our little dummy room poker
2: night chats. Yeah. She has her mow in the yard by herself thing.
3: That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um you think anybody uh, wants to listen to us babble unless it's to uh, Linda tonight? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, I don't
2: know why we're rambling.
3: We should just probably get let's to just, it. Huh? Uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's call call up. Yeah, let's do this.
4: D U M M Y R O O L. Coming up next,
0: we got a guest. We got a guest coming up next. Coming up next, we got a guest. We got a guest coming up next.
3: All right, we're super excited for this. We are joined by punk rock royalty, Linda Ramon. How you doing, Linda?
1: Well, I'm doing great sitting in L.A. I don't know if I was sitting anywhere else how great I'd be doing, but you know what? If you have a backyard with a pool, you can't complain.
2: <laughs> That's true. So you're in quarantine like the rest of us?
1: Oh, yeah, totally, totally. But you know what? When you're in quarantine, it makes so- uh, little things like more exciting. Like I've gone through like a bunch of Johnny stuff.
2: Can't even imagine the treasures. treasure. You
1: know, I have every ticket stub of Johnny's concert, every concert he went to. Wow. And I go, and cause you know what? You always try to think of new ideas for fans to like see inside Johnny's mind. Yeah. And like, so, and now cause everybody's stuck at home and stuff, you, you get to post interesting, more things because people are actually looking at things and seeing all of Johnny's, uh, ticket stubs from all the concerts from like Jimi Hendrix, mountain uh the who i mean the most amazing concert time ever you know a little before my time but you know what i i got dealt a good deck too so but it's amazing to see like amazing concerts and bills that you would never expect bands to be on together it's just quite interesting to like look back
2: so linda with all the stuff going on today like What's going to happen to the Johnny Ramone tribute this year?
1: Well, we we can't have one.
2: That's what we were thinking. Which
1: is too bad because we. I mean, last year was amazing. We showed the Warriors. We had Walter Hill, the director. Swan came. Joe Weiss came. I had uh, so Jonesy from the Sex Pistols is my musical coordinator every year. Yeah. So he puts together this like little band, you know, just like five or six songs they play. And we had Fred Armisen and the uh, Starcrawler and X was there and Tim from Ranted. And Tim came over to me and he goes, next year, I want to play the Johnny Ramone tribute. I have this little harmonica (laughs) band. I do Ramone songs. And I go, "Okay, Tim, you're on the list for next year. But this year, we'll just have to pass. We'll wait until, you know, we'll do it next year. We'll get a great thing together next year because the tributes are amazing. Like they bring everybody together. Like, Howie Pyro is my DJ. I've known Howie since I was, like, 15, living in Queens. He used to come to my house in Rosedale. And we just sit there every year till the end. And we watch everybody leave. Like, Billy Joe was leaving one year. He left just, you know, because me and Howie wait till the end. We play records till the end. And he was like, I can't believe you guys are still here. And we're like, we're the first to come, the last to leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we had the best time at the tributes, the best time.
3: Yeah. Maybe you could do like an online thing.
1: Yeah, you can't really do that because here we are, we're showing movies in Hollywood Forever where Johnny Statue is and Dee Dee's there and now Chris Cornell's there, you know, and you sit outside in the cemetery and it's just such a live production that what am I going to do, show a movie and everyone sit at home? And they, I, I, it just doesn't make sense. Right. You know, yeah. I, we'll, we'll skip this year, and we'll come back bigger and better than ever next year.
2: There you go. That's it. So what's going on with the uh, end of the century 40th anniversary reissue? Is that still in the works?
1: Oh, definitely is. Yes, of course. Uh, Rick Rubin's going to do it with Ed Stasium. Ooh, Ed Stasium. Uh, you know, but Rick, what happened, cool. how we got Rick Rubin, well, we didn't get Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin got us. What <laughs> happened was when me and Johnny first moved to L.A., we'd see Rick Rubin <laughs> out all the time. And he'd go, you know, uh, the two best bands in the world, are the Beatles and the Ramones. And Johnny goes, I agree with you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> totally.
1: uh, so we became really amazing, great friends with Rick Rubin. He'd come over to Ramone Ranch, watch movies here all the time. So, and Johnny would always say, you know, you really got to do something with end of the century. My guitar is there somewhere, but Phil buried it. And Rick would go, really? Wow. You, you you're kidding me, Johnny. He goes, no, no, no. I, I know I did it. I, you know, uh, it, it's there somewhere. And he said all the time to Rick Rubin, but at one point, Rick, Phil Spector had in his contract, we couldn't remix, uh, end of the century.
4: Hmm. Really?
1: So, well, you know, he's Phil Spector. I right. mean, he deserves that. He does, you know, I mean, he's Phil. He was an amazing, you know, you know, part of music. You know, a big part of music. I mean, that's for sure. Uh, so, either way, when Johnny passed away, Rick would always go, I really want to do that for Johnny one day. I really want to mix the album for him. I really want to do it for Johnny, you know, and for the Ramones. Because, you know, it would be great. Anyway, Rick started looking into it, and Phil Spector agreed to it
2: yeah what's he got to lose now? you know yeah cool. well,
1: Phil's you know he's he's residing in a big house now,
2: yeah yeah
1: so <laughs> you know
2: he was gonna have a really hard time remixing that record from where he's at, you know yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil's on board and his his uh daughter's on board. so and Ed Ed Stacium's on board and you know, and Marky Ramone's on board, you know, so it, it will be kind of cool because I was there uh, the whole time during the end of the century, because that's when I was dating Joey. Right. So me and Marky have the most amazing Phil Spector stories together. So, you know, we could do some really cool stuff, you know, for remote fans that never heard, like, interesting stories from, from Phil Spector days, you know. Yeah. Which will be a lot of fun, and it will be interesting, because Johnny's guitar, because we heard a little bit of it, Johnny's guitar is there.
2: Oh, wow. We were cool. Yeah, you know, we were curious whether or not that wall of sound, if you could strip it back and get Johnny's guitar back to where it should it be. Is. You know? It
1: is. It's there in the mix. That Phil just awesome. put Johnny down. So it's not like anybody's overdubbing or doing anything weird to it. It's not like they're making the album different. Because, you yeah. know, people go, oh, you're going to change the record. No, you're just going to make the record a million times better <laughs> right. because you're going to finally hear Johnny's guitar. I mean, nice. the slow songs like Danny Says and... And I I don't know if there's much to change in there because I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I didn't go through all the songs because what happened was Rick had it, you know, and then all of a sudden this crazy stuff happened with Corona and nobody can really go anywhere else to listen to stuff right now, you know. But Johnny's guitar, for sure, I heard it, is there. So that's pretty exciting, man.
2: It really is.
1: Yes. This will be a huge box set huge
2: cool yeah because that one has a lot of demo materials too is he gonna you know how on the on the previous ones you have ed doing all the different like bubble gum mixes and soda pop mix and this and that oh yeah
1: i i just spoke to ed yesterday yeah we've gone through yeah
2: this is gonna be great
1: (laughs) and i'm excited because this will be the first release that uh actually marky's back talking Uh, <laughs> somehow yeah. me, you know, it, it, the Ramones it goes in and out. Who talks? Who is isn't You know, so it's kind of cool, you know, that we could like have some cool Phil stories and ramon stories.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be great.
3: So I've heard, you know, I know some of those stories that we've we've read about those stories, the the Phil Spector stories. Were you there for all of that? Did you get locked in the house? Any of that stuff <laughs> yeah, happened to I you?
1: Mean, I was there the <laughs> whole time, every day. Uh, me, cool. Me and Joey, we were there every day with Phil because Phil. You know, Phil loved Joey. He'd sing right. love songs to Joey on the piano. And, yes, he locked everybody in the house because he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't believe that we would want to leave. He'd go, what, But where are you going? <laughs> like, well, You know, and everybody would be like, well, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. We're going home. And he's like, but it's so early yet. Like, Bill was a night owl, man. He'd stay up till the crack of dawn. You know, we'd leave there. It would be daylight.
0: Wow. wow! But
1: you know what? It was a time where everybody was so crazy. Didi Dee Dee was like, you know, it, you know, L.A. for Didi Dee Dee was like quaalude time. <laughs> you get to L.A. and we don't know how, but everybody who saw Didi Dee Dee would give him quaaludes. You know, <laughs> it was like it would be so funny. But Didi was hysterical, you know. And the whole time with Phil, I never felt nervous that Phil carried guns, even though they were on him, they were registered, and I, I never thought about any of it, you know. I mean, everybody was, you know, had a uh, had a great time back then, and everybody was unique and crazy in their own way.
2: Yeah. Hey, Linda, can we take it back to some of your own personal history with rock and roll? Like, I've read that you were there at the, those early doll shows, Mercer Arts and stuff like that. Is that where Oh, you...
1: no, no, no. I was not... A de- I, I'm a little too young for that. That's what I was saying. Johnny thinking. was at the Mercer. That was the Mercer Art Show. Johnny went into the city. I saw the last... Some of the... I went to a Dolls concert though at the Academy of Music and my father drove me into the city to see them with my friend, Heavenly.
0: And now you're walking, just like you're 10 foot tall, go ahead. if that split, better move quick, better not skip. better get here. I'm gonna miss a bit, gonna blow a hoop, I'm gonna chop, with to get boots. Let's like- play!
1: I saw the dolls at the Academy of Music but I was like 15 years old or 14 years old. My father would drive <laughs> me into the city to see concerts. He drove me in to see Slade wow. at the felt Forum. Yeah. And Aerosmith opened up. And my father, you know, well, because we're Italian, Italian, you know, I'm daddy's little girl. <laughs> he'd course. drive to the city and wait outside and then drive back home. Wow. So that, that was a good daddy for yeah, sure. Totally. But at the what? end of Club 82, when the dolls were, it was over, Glitter Rock was over, I got to go into the city then, I was like 15 or 16, and I was going to Club 82, because no one ever checked IDs back then, no one, no one, it was just such an interesting time, like, all sorts of lights of, you know, because it was Bowie time and everything, yeah. I got to see the dolls at the end, and all of a sudden then, everybody was like, okay, Glitter Rock is ending, though no one ever said it, you felt something was happening. And then all of a sudden everybody would say, oh, everybody's going to CBGB's now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So my friend Justin was in this band called Milk and Cookies.
0: It's too chance to play It doesn't matter where I am I'm always ready to start off my Cause I'm waiting for the chance to play Waiting for the chance to play I've been waiting all day Waiting for the chance to play Come on, give me a chance! Thanks.
1: And he started opening up for the Ramones. So that's how I started going out to CBGB's and Max's and seeing the Ramones like, you know, the first or second show they ever played. Because I was already going into the city with Justin. So it's amazing, though. You know, you think back and you think, oh my God, I don't know how many years ago was that? 30, 40? I mean, after 20, you don't count. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs) After 20, you're like, huh? 30? What? (laughs) I just got off the phone today with Vera Ramone. And like, we're like, wait a minute what year was end of the century 1980 yeah. you know I mean because Vera was around the whole time too because she was with Deedee married right. to Deedee you know and it's just funny like it's your life so you never really I mean when it's your life you don't go oh my god I'm going to be talking about this one day you know it's just, right. just something that happened to you and thank god it was exciting and thank god I had an exciting life otherwise There's nothing worse than boring. Amen. Yeah.
2: It must have been sort of easy to stay entertained in your era, though. I mean, you were there for all the best stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw Dead Boys. I saw The Damned. I mean, I saw everybody. So cool. I lived in Queens still. I was still in high school. And I would go into the city, and Justin would drive into the city. And we'd all pile in the car and we'd all drive into the city and go to the CBGB's or Max's. And sometimes there was like different clubs opening up like Ashley's and like all these weird little clubs would pop up and all these different people. I remember seeing Devo for the first time at Max's. Wow. It was really amazing. <laughs> like, you know, it, it was something like wherever kids go out now to weekends. Oh, well, nobody goes out right now. But, you know, yeah. if you were to go out now, you know. And wherever you would go, it was like, that's where we went on the weekends. we drive into the city. So, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I never thought how amazing it was until so many years later, people going, oh, my God, you saw Blondie. And I'm like, I saw Blondie. I saw Talking Heads. I saw Patti Smith. uh, You know, I saw The Clash at the Academy. (laughs) I saw ACDC at CBGB's. Wow. I mean... I saw the jam at CBGBs. Uh, I, it's just amazing what you've seen. I seen Tube Trick at Max's.
2: <laughs> wow, cool! So you were there for all the best shit, basically.
1: Yeah, I knew good music because I grew up with my <laughs> brother. Uh, only because my brother was older than me, and he was so into music. My but my brother was more like into Mountain and Leslie West and Jim Dandy, and he was more into like uh Black Sabbath was his favorite band. So when I started uh, dating Joey, he go, well, why don't you go out with someone in Black Sabbath? I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and dating Joey Ramone, what are you, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but he was more into like, and it was a different time then because it was more like Led Zeppelin time. And so we'd sit, we'd get to go to Corvettes and pick out albums, you know, because my mother would go food shopping next door at uh, Food, uh, I don't know what it was called. Next door sort to of Corvettes, I think it was Hills. Uh, and it was a supermarket. And me and my brother would go get to pick out records and singles off the chart and stuff. So yeah. that was super cool. Like, I remember seeing Mata Hoople album cover for the first time and thinking, oh, wow, that looks really cool. Or Roxy Music, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was so many. I mean, now nobody even has album covers. It was so cool back then to see, like, you know, different art and I don't know, it was just an interesting time.
2: Absolutely. And some of the best music ever. You know, you were right in that sweet spot to see it all.
1: I was in that one. But see, Johnny, who was, because he's 10 years older than me, saw Jimi Hendrix. I mean, he sat on the floor and watched Jimi Hendrix. I mean, he's seen everything, you know. So, I, I mean, so he came from that. I came from the next, you know, Johnny playing then. And, and the next event, and then after that, I, I don't, you know, I guess there was uh, grunge, you know, where yeah. we went to see a lot of grunge bands because, you know what, somehow we became, I don't know how, but we became friends with all these people in grunge bands Mean Johnny. So, you know, when we were living in L.A., Eddie and Chris Cornell, you know, yeah. were two house guests all the time and Vincent Gallo, you know, <laughs> I mean, we had Johnny's retirement party here and everybody from Soundgarden came so i it was you know we had a, we had always a great time that was a plane i feel i'm like i'm back in queens because oh. when i lived <laughs> in queens we lived we lived uh, i guess it was kennedy airport went right over our house for some odd reason and the windows would start shaking <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the only plane i've seen in days it's so weird yeah. like it. I don't know what I. I feel like I'm in a weird mo a weird movie, and you like, you kind of want to get out of it already.
2: Yeah, it's like a bad episode of Black Mirror.
1: Yeah, oh uh, uh, yeah, or Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's totally even worse. Can't watch Twilight Zone late at night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Linda, are you ever, um, were, were you or Johnny ever like starstruck by somebody famous that was a Ramones fan that kind of just took you off guard a little bit? No, never. Never.
1: No. There was really never nobody. If you come to think of it, who? I mean, Paul McCartney. Yeah, but you know, Paul <laughs> McCartney is a Beatle, of course. You know, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, yeah. I met Paul McCartney at a. You know, he told me he had a whole Ramone story for me. It was uh, amazing. I took my photo with him with Eddie better. Uh It was like the best <laughs> ever. You know, I love Paul. I love the Beatles. You know. Right. Well, as Rick Rubin said, the best two bands are the Beatles and the Ramones. So. Yeah. We're, we're gonna go with that one But no, I don't I don't remember anybody No, not really
2: hmm. Linda, I've always been curious How does like a young girl in the in the scene Just end up dating Joey Ramone The lead singer for like the greatest band ever Like, you know, how does that happen? What was that like?
1: Amazing, uh, amazing that I got out of my bedroom In Queens and actually made it into the city What happened was <laughs> I knew Joey from CBGB's and hanging out Yeah. So when I'm When I went to see Justin in LA, because Justin was doing milk and cookies in LA, I think I was 18. I had gone previously when I was 17, but this, and I saw Joey around the Tropicana, but we were like a little bit friendly. But the next time was during uh, Rock and Roll High School time, and I was in the, and me and Joey were in the parking lot of the Tropicana, and he goes, "What What are you doing? And I go, I live in LA now. And he goes, you live in L.A.? Like, you know, like, how are you living in L.A.? I go, oh, no. You know, Justin and Justin moved here, but Justin went home for a bar mitzvah, so I was I was in L.A. And <laughs> we started talking, and, and we started talking. For some odd reason, we started talking about Slade. And he's like, you like Slade? And I go, what are you talking about, like, Slade? I went to see Slade at the Felt Forum, you know? And, <laughs> and then that was it. And, Joey, you know, we, we started talking about music. And later on, years later, I said the story before, though, but, it's the truth. Joey said in Rolling Stone magazine that he fell in love with me in the parking lot, and that I believe. I believe once I started talking about Iggy and Slade and all sorts of cool music, Joey was just like, "Whoa!" And we, <laughs> I don't know, we just had the best time. And he said, "What are you doing later?" Because it was Thanksgiving, and I said, oh, "I'm going to Lee's house later because she was the, she ran the Tropicana and she kind of knew everybody." At the Tropicana, she knew what was going on. And he goes, That's where I'm going later. Well, we're going to Lee's too. So we both wound up at Lee's for Thanksgiving. I went back to Joey's room that night. I didn't, I didn't, I slept there, but Aturo was in the next room because it was 100B. So that's when he wrote Danny Says. Danny
0: says, We gotta go, gotta go to Ottawa. And 502 Record stalls and interviews Oh, but I can't wait To be with you tomorrow Baby, oh-ho There ain't no snow Listening to Sheena on the radio Oh, oh Sam Chex said 502 Record stars and interviews Oh, but I can't wait with be tomorrow, baby. Oh, oh, oh. We got nowhere to go, and it it may sound funny, but it's true. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hanging out in 100 feet, watching Get Smart on TV, thinking I.
1: Danny says like I think like four or five days after he met me wow yeah mm. in in 100 feet so it'd be everything we were doing we watched get smart we listened to Sheena because Rodney played Sheena on the radio everything we did he wrote in Danny says so it, it was just you know and it was funny because it was LA and whenever you go somewhere else and you meet someone from new york but you're in la it feels so different being on a different turf i do not know you feel more connected maybe because you're both from new york right but mm. somehow me and joey met and it, it was super magical you know and that was it and i was really his first girlfriend that he actually you know lived in an apartment with and then of course you know we fell in love you know during rock and roll high school the first song though joey ramon ever sang to me was slug <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, N100B. cool yeah. yeah it was it pretty cool i mean joey is like one of the best punk singers ever Absolutely. though he doesn't get included in things as much as he should but that's unfortunately that's i i can't do anything about that yeah right now so uh but you know johnny's included in everything you guys know that so yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, who's yeah. working that legacy <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i love doing it like johnny left me his legacy so To me, that's the most important thing, being left it, you know. And unfortunately, you know, the Ramones, you know, I had a very uh, easier time in the beginning uh, when Johnny first passed away because Joey left his legacy to his mother, Charlotte. Right. You know, (laughs) and things worked out better for me with Charlotte. I mean, she was Mama Ramone, and everyone called her Mama Ramone, even me. (laughs) And she called me Linda Ramone. And we had nothing but respect for each other as same as joey you know i made a deal with joey and he made a deal with me we would never badmouth each other and we never did yeah ever there's not one bad word about joey ramon from me or joey ramon about me so this whole joey hated Linda and i broke his heart oh please i was 21 when i left joey he had a new girlfriend two weeks later and the truth is, I spoke to Joey Ramone on the telephone to the day he died. We had a friendship his the whole entire time. Uh, so everyone can say what they want. They can, you know, because you can never convince people if they like you or not. That's up to people. You can't convince people to like. You can't convince people not to like. It doesn't matter to me. I know the truth. And the truth is, Joey Ramone and me stayed friends and in touch Till the day he died. So I have no bad qualms or feelings towards anything what happened. We broke up. The most important thing was the band had to stay together. And that's what everyone did. The three of us kept the band number one. And Johnny knew that. Joey knew that. And I knew that. So, I mean, and that's the truth about it.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, sometimes people don't want to believe it because they like all this hate. You know, oh, Joey hated Johnny because of Linda. And I mean, please, Johnny loved the fact that everyone thought everyone hated each other. He (laughs) thought it was punk. I mean, you know, because when I would talk to Joey, he goes, you know, Johnny never sends me a Christmas card. And I go, well, you never send him one. He goes, I send him a Christmas card every year. So I go to Johnny one day because up until the end, Johnny never even knew I spoke to Joey until Atura Vega told him one day. (laughs) <laughs> that didn't go over so big but it is what it is uh it, it, it happened uh, you know what and johnny go what i go listen you told me the most important thing ever was to keep the band together and that is exactly what we did everybody the three of us and tour was always conspiring and you know and doing crazy stuff and he'd say joey joey said you have to talk to him otherwise he's going to quit the band and i was like okay whatever you know and it was very innocent having a telephone phone call with somebody to make everything work better in a crazy world of the ramones was the least i could do (laughs) believe me it it was just you know but joey would always say and i go to johnny You know, do you ever get a Christmas card from Joey? He goes, no. And one year I found (laughs) it. And I took it. And I took photos. I still have the card. I said to Johnny, I go, I have a card. He sent you a card. I saw it. And, like, it's all, like, dollar sign. We had the best year ever. And, you know, I mean, you don't write to someone like that that you hate. You just don't. You know what I mean? Like. It wouldn't be anything funny. It would just be kind of just, you know how people are with each other when they're not joking. I mean, and it was kind of funny because, like I said to Johnny, I got that card and I'm keeping it. He goes, you better give me that card. I want that. You know, (laughs) no, I kept the card and I put it in Johnny's book. It's in commando, you know, because enough already with the hate. I mean, please. You know, everybody in bands hate each other to a certain degree, you know. <laughs> True. Give me a break, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it, it, it had to be. The Ramones were so crazy all the time with everything, you know. If it wasn't Dee, Dee not liking Joey that day or Joey not liking Dee, Dee or me fighting with Vera. I mean, we all had fights. That's just how it goes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a family. Family fights, you know.
1: Yeah. it It's definitely a it, – listen – It's definitely a family. Joey and Johnny stayed together. Yeah. I mean, forget it. I mean, that's why when everyone goes, oh, the band. Well, if they didn't get along, I don't know if they would have been able to stay together that long. It was, you know, Johnny ran the band, but he ran everything by Joey all the time. Everything. I mean, the, you know, it was funny because Richie Ramone uh, in the documentary talks about the T-shirt money. Yeah, the t-shirt that's why he money. quit. <laughs> and we're watching End of the Century, me and Johnny. I don't know who we had over. I think we had Pete Yawn and I, I think maybe Laws from Rancid. We had a bunch of people in the horror room watching it. And so Richie's going on and on about Johnny. And Johnny didn't give him the t-shirt money. And he looks at everybody in the room and Johnny goes, I called up Joey. I said, do you want to give Richie t-shirt money? And he goes, no. And starts <laughs> to laugh. And he goes, all right. He goes, but you tell him, because he already hates you. (laughs) So that was a typical Johnny Joey. And Johnny's like, that's okay. So Johnny never cared about being that guy. Because when you're in charge, (laughs) it's really hard uh, to have people like you. Yeah. You know?
2: Somebody's got to be the bad guy to get shit done, right?
1: Yeah. And Johnny. Listen, he was born a leader. I mean, when he retired and we had no band anymore and his the band was over and the Ramones retired and Johnny was sitting out here like doing like some compilations, he'd like say things to me in the morning. Oh, okay, you gotta do this and you got and I was like, Okay, so now you're in charge of me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He he got such a kick and joy out of it, but I didn't care. You know? So it's kind of fascinating. So think I'm so good at the legacy and keeping things fresh and alive because I learned everything from Johnny Ramone.
2: <laughs> Who better? That's awesome.
1: I mean, you sit here every day with Johnny, you learn so much from him. I mean, just watch Eddie Vedder's speech, you know, you know, when we <laughs> did the Statue on Valley. He was a teacher, he goes, a strict teacher, and that is what Johnny was, you know, and he taught me the ropes. And so you know what? I'm pr- pretty proud of having the legacy, and I'm pretty happy that he left it to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool because you kind of get the whole thing from a fan's perspective as well, and we as Ramon's fans have been getting a lot of really cool stuff in the last few years, you know? I think it's really cool. Totally. Yep.
1: Unfortunately, I got dealt a a bad deck when Joey's mother died because she left it to the brother, and the brother isn't, you know, he isn't easy to deal with, and, you know, (laughs) we ain't going to get into that whole story, but as you know... Even reading the book, his book, uh, he doesn't sound like he likes Joey, or Joey likes him too much. That's all I'll say on that matter. Yeah. I so mean,
3: please. Everything Ramones kind of goes through YouTube, correct? Yeah. Um, I want on an average day, are there a lot of Ramones dealings? Are there are there movie deals and merchandise stuff that it gets turned down, or I'm just wondering how how much activity is there?
1: Well, we always get lots of requests for everything. Yeah. yeah, certain things do get turned down. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, now obviously, obviously we have no movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> so that must have been turned down along the line, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: So speaking of a movie, I was wondering, are we ever going to see like a Commando movie?
1: You know, uh, like a well, Johnny movie? I'd love to. But, you know, as as it goes, both sides have to approve on yeah. music and stuff. So mm, not right now. No, I have no intentions of. uh no, not right now.
4: All right, so it's down the
1: line, but you know what? Unfortunately, I gotta tell you—you uh, know—bitterness makes people very not cool to deal with.
3: If if there was a movie, who who who would you want to see play Johnny or or yourself?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I like Emma Roberts for me,
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: because I know Emma, and Emma can actually uh. But it'd have to be sooner than later, because I was nineteen when I met Joey. So you right. know, though she does look very young still, Ember. Uh, Johnny, I never know, cause I never see anybody cool looking.
4: <laughs> Not you that know? cool. I mean, no. who who
1: who do you think? Do you see anyone out there?
2: I don't see anybody don't that could anyone. pull off of Johnny. <laughs> A couple I mean, of Japanese dudes, but you wouldn't want to use a Japanese guy. No,
1: I mean, that's what happened with the CBGB's movie. Yeah. Like, they got all crazy, and I was like, oh, my God, this movie sounds dreadful. And they showed me this guy that uh, was going to play Johnny. He was like, he looked like 100 years old, you know?
2: <laughs> they always make Joey look like Howard Stern, too. Yeah,
1: I mean, Joey is kind of easier because you kind of, well, easier, not really, but you got to just get someone super tall, you know? Yeah, most and of kind his face
2: of, was hidden, you know?
1: Yeah, so that's kind of easier than Johnny and Aditi. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, believe me, when it gets closer to doing anything, I'll start looking, that's for sure. (laughs) I mean, I am in La La Land. (laughs) There you go. You know, and, uh, you know, lots of things come by, that's for sure. So, I mean, you know, it is kind of fascinating, though, the whole Ramones thing. I mean, it's so interesting. I love that, you know... The one thing about the Johnny Ramone tribute that I do love is we always get young fans. And even though you love all the hardcore Ramone fans, you don't survive unless you have young fans. Everyone knows that. I mean, you know. And so the funny thing about it is people, like, would bring their kids from the beginning. Because don't forget, I've been doing it 15 years already, the tribute. Yeah. You know, I did it the first year Johnny died. We had the statue unveiling, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm hmm so that was the first thing, and Johnny planned that while Johnny was alive. The statue unveiling, yeah. he was like, "I want all my friends to talk." You know, he knew what the statue was going to look like, and I mean, it, you know, it was crazy. I mean, we had a turo here. You know, the first uh, tribute, uh, the statue unveiling, I planned. With, I did it with a turo. So, me and Natura did about the first five Johnny Ramone, four or five Johnny Ramone tributes together, and they were all super fun. We had, you know, I had, I had like two and a half thousand people the first time.
4: Oh,
1: yeah. Because it was cause of Jonesy, because he was on 103.1. So, I mean, I had an automatic, uh, you know, built-in audience right away because of Jonesy. I mean, he's been great to me, Jonesy. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of fun, and I... It's the Ramones. They're the best band in the world. Amen. And Johnny Ramone is one of the, not the most influential guitar players of all time. And I don't want to hear how he doesn't play like Jeff Beck or Jimmy Page. We all <laughs> know that. <laughs> and you know what? He took it further. He did his own style.
3: Yeah, he did. I, I prefer Johnny over both those guys. So. Me too. All well, so long. do
1: I. You know, of course. but, you know, I do, I have to say, I met Jeff Beck. And he was the nicest person ever. And he said nothing but nice things about Johnny. Which I was like super... That's cool. That was super cool. Yeah. yeah. I was happy about that. You know? So it's always good to meet like somebody, you know? Especially Johnny, you know? He re- he loved Jimmy Page and Jeff Back. And, you know, he loved Leslie West, Rod Ashton. I mean, he you know, he has... If you read Commando, he has his top ten list.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Linda, what do you think of um? What do you think of like Marky and CJ and Richie still out there pounding the pavement, carrying the uh, Ramon's torch, so to speak?
1: Mm, well, it all depends. Like, which one you're talking about?
3: <laughs> Any of them? CJ. Uh,
1: CJ, don't get along with CJ anymore. Uh, he sued. He sued the company, it wasn't cool. Uh, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, But I did like CJ at one point because, you know, he did come to all the Johnny tributes in the beginning. And then he just started like bad mouthing stuff. And I was like, you know what? You don't come to Johnny's tribute and bad mouth the corporation, whether or not, you know, so that was my little thing with CJ. But I don't mind him. I'm glad he's you know, I'm glad Ramon fans like him, you know, and a lot of Ramon fans only saw CJ. So, yeah. So that's great for Ramon fans. As far as Richie, another one who sued us uh, and cost, you know, and sued the Johnny Ramon uh, LLC on it. I mean, he did so much crazy stuff, Richie, for no reason. I mean, he wasn't really owed anything, you know. And if anything was owed, why sue everybody? You know. Yeah. Well, I guess he got it from Joey's brother, who constantly sues everybody. You know, <laughs> Joe <laughs> all the time, sued me three times already last time I countersued him and put him in his place. Uh, cause enough already. I mean, can you imagine being sued since the day Johnny died by the yeah. other side? Yeah. by the <laughs> other half, who's gonna own the other half? Yeah. like is mm. really you're gonna sue a widow mm. two weeks after her husband died? Yeah, I mean, I'm to try for. to get my shares that my husband left me. When Joey died, Johnny gave them his shares, you know? I mean, he gave them to Charlotte, you know? so yeah. My husband dies, and you try to take my shares away? Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty. It was. So I've learned a lot throughout the years. I mean, I learned, you know, a lot of people just love this suing game, you know, because I think they make it, you know, they feel like they have you cornered because if you don't count a sue, you look weak. But then, if you counter sue, you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in court all the time. So it's kind of, yeah. And then all that all that laughs at you is these lawyers, you know. (laughs) Yeah, they're just all you know laughing all the way to the bank. And the court system. Yeah, I mean, so it was crazy. But the last time he sued me, I was like, forget it. I sued him back. (laughs) Poof, that was it. And that's (laughs) and that's where the arbitration went. And you know what? I'm free now.
2: Oh, congratulations!
1: That's it. So, yeah.
2: What happened with Didi's stake in the Ramones? Is that, like, does Vera control that?
1: everybody still gets their money, you know? It's not like they don't get money, they just don't have any say. When Didi quit the band, Johnny said, you're quitting the band, you're letting me down. And Didi was like, yeah, I'm quitting the band. He sold back his, his uh, share. Oh, okay. You know, so, anyway, Johnny and Tommy didn't have a share. They didn't even have shares back. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that point, there were you know, that, that's the way the Ramones worked. You know, you stayed in the band, you, that's fine, but you didn't, you quit. So if it wasn't for Johnny and Joey, after Dee Dee quit, I don't know if the Ramones legacy would have been that big. I mean it would have Definitely been not. ending. I mean, could you imagine after Tommy had ended? That would have been what? Echo yeah. Rock to Russia. Yeah, three
2: albums. <laughs> I mean,
1: hello. <laughs> you know? So everything everything mattered to Johnny, you know. I mean, it was very disappointed in Dee quitting, you know, because Didi was his friend. And he really wanted Dee to stay in the band. But I said to Johnny that like, I go listen. He left Vera. That's it. It's over. And he goes, oh, so Waddy left his wife. Big deal. i <laughs> big deal, right? <laughs> Mira kept him in the band. You know? Just, of course, the next day, you know, it was, you know, Didi Dee Dee, Dee Dee quit. And then he was supposed to show up for rehearsal, and he never showed up. And then that was it. And then Johnny started having rehearsals, you know, uh, people to come down to join the Ramones. Yeah. And then that was it. But, you know, that I mean, nobody, why would anybody have a say if they quit?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: I just you know? thought maybe through his like songwriting, publishing. You know? Oh I mean? no,
1: he gets his publishing and everything okay. like that. Okay. You know, Didi Dee Dee wrote his amazing songwriter. He wrote some yeah. of the most amazing songs. But you know, Johnny always thought ahead. After Didi Dee Dee quit, even though he was so at, he was really hurt. Actually, more than even angry that Didi Dee Dee quit because he really liked Didi Dee Dee, Johnny. I mean, he really did. He called him up and he goes, "Okay, so you are quitting? Big mistake. Big mistake." <laughs> but, you know continue on writing songs for the band and Didi said okay and that's what happened yeah. Didi continued on writing songs for the band
3: i always thought it was cool that you know tommy left the band and then he still produced them and marky left the band and then came back you know and then Didi left and he continued to write i don't know i just assumed that those guys just couldn't get out you know they didn't really want to get out maybe they couldn't take something but they loved the ramones so much they had to stay part of the family
1: Of course, they're all a Ramon. Yeah. No matter what, you know, all the suing and all the craziness aside, you know, you're a Ramon. I mean, there's not that many, you know. So, not for anything, you know, that's just how it went. So, I mean, Dee Dee, you know, wrote uh, Joey. I mean, Joey was an amazing songwriter too. I mean, but then in the beginning, you know, they all wrote together. And then later on, Johnny wrote with Dee Dee. So, I mean, they always split up, you know, and, and Joey wrote a lot on his own, though. End of the century time, Johnny, Joey was writing uh, mainly on his own, yeah. you know, all <laughs> those songs, you know. He was, I mean, Joey, no matter where you are, he was always inspired to write a song. So in the beginning, we got this like little uh, tape deck or, you know, cassette player, and yeah. he would just sing in the cassette player all the time, all his different ideas. Like, no matter where we were, we could be at Stucky's and he'd be singing in it. <laughs> you know, on the road, wherever you go, you know. And it's so crazy because people go, you know, oh, she goes back and forth from Joey to Johnny. Well, that's my life. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. You know, that that is that is who I am and that is what it is, you know. Yeah, we I, love it. I mean, I have no one bad thing to ever say about Joey Ramone. He's the greatest singer and he was an amazing boyfriend. We just weren't meant to stay together. And as I said before, me and Joey stayed in touch till the day he died. So, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not taking the whole, oh God, Linda, Linda, you know, is a destroyer and ruined Joey's yeah. life. C- come on, really, I ruined his life. Come on, <laughs> yeah. please. I mean, he wouldn't have talked to me to the day he died if I ruined his life. Believe me. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Hey, Linda, what's your craziest Deedee story?
1: Oh, Deedee was funny all day long. He was so, (laughs) I mean, he was, though he lied about everything, which was actually kind of funny, you know? Like, I I mean, he'd say the crazy, but they were crazy lies. They were crazy to be funny. They weren't lies to, like, be a liar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they would just to, you know, make Deedee sound like, you know, Deedee. Like, they played great adventure uh, in Jersey, the amusement park. Yeah. So we were at that that show, and my brother came to that show, and my brother came on the bus because we were all sitting on the bus, and I hear Dee Dee like starting to talk to my brother and say this, you know, this crazy story to him, you know, how he had like the, the knife wound in him and how he went to Vietnam, and and <laughs> I'm like, look and listening to this crazy story, and my brother's laughing, and you know, and Dee Dee's laughing. See, Didi was very charming. See, that was the one thing about all of them. They all had this charm about them that when they really wanted to be charming, they all had this like weird smile and laugh that melted everybody, you know. <laughs> and so he's telling my brother this story. And I walk over, I go, Didi, this is my brother, Joseph. And he goes, oh, hey, hey. I go, you didn't go to Vietnam. That's your appendix scar. <laughs> <laughs> And you go, oh, oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And he do this, like, crazy Didi thing. And he was just funny all the time. But then, you know, the only thing about Didi is he could turn on you, like, right away. Yeah. So that was the scary thing, you know, that walking on eggshell <laughs> thing. It wasn't like all of a sudden that he'd be this other Didi, you know. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, I got to go, you know, because <laughs> that Didi wasn't so funny, you know. So everybody had their own quirky necks. You know, yeah. I mean, even Tommy, because at the at the end, right before Tommy passed away, me and Tommy did everything together. We'd go on interviews together. We do TV together. We do talk shows together. I loved doing everything with Tommy because I call him up and I go, so, Tommy, you go. you where am I going now? <laughs> <laughs> OK, what are we doing now? Yeah. <laughs> why can't you do all this for the Ramones? And I go, uh, you know why? And you know and you know the reason why. And Tommy would be like, oh, I know, but when is that going to stop? And I go, well, and we all do know the reason why. Unfortunately, <laughs> Charlotte was not around, so we couldn't do Ramones then. So, but we did Johnny, and Tommy did everything with me. It would be hysterical. Uh, uh, he was so funny, Tommy, too, because he'd get kind of grumpy, too, then. Like, we were going to Soho House in L.A., and it's kind of fancy, you know. And Tommy really didn't like going to fancy places. And all of a sudden, I never realized. And he starts texting me. Well, because then we had text. Before that, we didn't even have a phone to call each other. But then he's like, I don't know where this thing called Soho House is. Can you tell me? And I go, it's <laughs> underneath. And he goes, there's no sign. where, and, and you can't find out where it is. And I, I had no idea, you know, because it was exclusive out here you know right. like you had to no, know and finally after like 20 minutes and he comes up and he goes this was really hard to find <laughs> <I was laughs> Like, okay <laughs> you know different than like going out for indian food on second avenue
3: <laughs> so i want to take it back to the box sets real quick i know we're getting into the century um are we going to get them all are we going to get all the ramones albums
1: i don't know honestly because we i think something goes on with all the uh, are you talking about the cj's albums and stuff
3: uh yeah yeah, yeah pleasant well, dreams after that subterranean
1: I, I hope we can do pleasant dreams i don't. I know hope so where. too pleasant <laughs> dreams is great yeah. i mean that was a crazy time too so i was there every day for that studio too because that was graham Gulman, and we went to when i say we obviously you know i'm not in the ramones hello everyone out there
4: <laughs> yeah
1: i'm saying we because We all flew together to England. Okay. I want to make it clear. So she's saying she's in the Ramones. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm in the Ramones. Hello, world. You know, (laughs) but it was it was done in England because Graham Gulman was in England and everybody thought, oh, you know, you know, uh, Graham hit did some hit singles before he was in 10 C.C. Like for your love Mm -hmm. and stuff. So everyone thought we were going to get that Graham Gulman, but we got 10 C.C. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <Graham Gouldman. laughs> so
1: johnny hated that record too oh my god so yeah. but anyway we get to england and you know graham is a super nice guy you know but uh, he just didn't know what to do with the ramones you right. know so, but that was that but i do like pleasant dreams some of the greatest songs but kkk and stuff like that yeah, yeah. i know sounds better on the demo i think <laughs>
0: Got she never got there. she never got there. she never got they say yeah. The gang, gang, gang, took my baby away, the tingle away, away from it. The gang, gang, gang, took my baby away, the tingle away, away from it. You're the present
2: Do you think they could sort out subterranean and make that more remote? You Ramon-y? know what?
1: We got to go back. I mean, we—I'd love to put out every box set, of course.
2: Yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah, that'd be
2: and great. And try to add
1: things in, and you know, it's fun for everybody because everybody, everybody has different. I mean, you know, there's some. I, I got to look through Johnny's Commando book though, because in Commando, you know, Johnny goes through all the songs he likes and doesn't like, and the best songs. Mm-hmm. Did you see that in Commando? Yeah. You know, so it's kind of funny. Like some records, he goes, "Oh boy, not not that many I like on this one." <laughs> I, I guess we weren't all speaking at that point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so that's always funny. Like when Johnny like you know, because doing the top ten lists is always I I think I wish I would have had him do more of it, but of of everything he liked because it's so much fun seeing the top ten list and. Actually, him picking what Ramon songs he loved and, uh, you know, his top 10 Ramon songs from each record is pretty amazing to see. Yeah. So.
2: Hey, Linda, have you ever thought about doing, it, like, you know how, like, certain bands like KISS?
1: Yeah!
2: Ramones are just as big, I think, but they have these conventions, right? Like, fan conventions where they'll have... You know, like vendors selling records, maybe a tribute band, some guests signing some autographs, maybe a panel about a record or something. Have you ever thought about doing like a Ramones Expo or convention or whatever it's called?
1: Oh, God, I'd love to. Are you kidding? I call it the Johnny Ramone Army. Where do you think I got that from? Kiss
4: Army. (laughs) Hello?
1: (laughs) I see Paul Stanley. I like Paul Stanley a lot. He's a really nice guy. And when Johnny, you know, we became very close right near us in L.A., (laughs) And Johnny became friendly with Paul Stanley and he'd come over and, you know, I think they did an amazing job on uh, rock and roll radio. Kiss. I mean, that's like one of the best songs on the record. There's a bunch of great songs, Mm -hmm. but that one's super good. Super good. You know. I like that one. Yeah. But, I mean, of course I'd love to. But, as again, there's the, see, the 50, the half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know I'd love to. I mean, that's how <laughs> I feel the Johnny Ramone tribute is. Yeah, totally. It's like everybody gets together, you know. I have signings, the autographs, yeah, you know, yeah. all sorts of things. I sell merch, you know. I, I have all different people bring all different merch. And people will go, oh, well, it takes away from selling, you know, Johnny merch. I don't care about that. I right. want everybody to come and have a great time.
4: Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I want everyone to buy anything they want whether it's from Lethal Amounts or, you know, whoever is doing the tribute that year. One year I had uh, that artist Shag, and Shag did that Ramones piece. Shag came, I had Shag. I mean, I want everybody to sell cool stuff there. I want it to be like a whole big market. You know, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I love be super to do cool. conventions. Because they don't forget, Johnny went to all the conventions. We went to all of them all the time. <laughs> we went to baseball conventions, horror conventions. <laughs> we were always doing something like that because Johnny loved collecting autographs. So it's super fun. You know, I love, I still collect, you know, I yeah. still collect Disney stuff. I still collect dolls. I mean, collecting, you know, hobbies, uh, as Johnny Ramone said, hobbies keep you sane without hobbies you have nothing to do it's not good
2: I had read somewhere that you had were ending up having to buy a few of these Ramones items back from auctions like the fucking pinhead dress and stuff is that true
1: yeah I, I bought hello I had to buy that back from Monty Melnick, who actually <laughs> put it in an auction instead of selling it to me huh. hello <laughs> I mean that's how that's how things go you know well, at least it stayed uh, the family yeah, but, you know, it's, you it's not just fun. buying could have the
2: middleman, though.
1: I, I, I like on our auction because I like Bobby. He's a friend of mine. You know, I like him. Yeah. But for me to buy back Ramon stuff and have to b- pay an auction premium
4: yeah. isn't
1: so much fun. But, no, I bought back two of Johnny's guitars. Wow uh i i don't care i i do it because you know what i want to have a museum i want a ramones museum i want a johnny ramone you know i want to have ramones stuff out there i want to have everything everybody entertained still by the ramones yeah i want people to go and have a good time and see the stuff i mean i went to see the david bowie one wow it was incredible Hmm. it was amazing
2: hey have you went to the ramones museum in berlin
1: no, that has nothing to do with us. Okay. That's, I mean, he's a nice guy. Flo, he's a fan and everything, but.
2: But, I mean, have you been, though? Have you seen it?
1: No. No. It's like a coffee shop, right?
2: I don't know. I haven't yeah, been. something I, I, like that. I would love to see something
1: it's like that, It's a coffee that, shop. I have, I always, because Flo came to my house not too long ago. <laughs> and I I go, to Flo, I have better stuff than you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> of course I, did. Bet you did. I,
1: I was teasing him, but I could see he got all like, oh, goes, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever, you know.
3: Linda, I got I got to ask you were uh, you were in rock and roll high school, right? Little cameo yes.
1: in the hallway with Rodney Bingham Highman. Yes. Yep.
3: So did you guys I got to ask, did you guys party with Riff Randall afterward after the movie was shot and stuff?
1: Oh, yes. We, Riff Randall <laughs> was uh, married to Dennis Quaid at the time. Yep, and we went to her house for barbecues all the time. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I still see PJ. I just spoke to her the other day. Wow. I talked She comes to all the Johnny Ramone tributes. I show Rock and Roll High School like every five years. She comes. Last time I showed Rock and Roll High School, PJ came, Alan Orkish came, Roger Corman came, awesome. Clint Howard, uh, <laughs> Vince Van Patten, uh, nice. Joe Dante. Uh, like you, everybody, everybody, everybody, we, and yeah, it was amazing. We, Mary Warnoff, D young, uh, just like, I still see all those people. Cause Alan Arkish every year has like a rock and roll high school party <laughs> and we all go. That's
4: cool.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. It's fun staying in touch with people and it's fun. Like, you know, seeing people that, you know, for such a long time, but she, but PJ's had, she's been great like we did Jonesy Juicebox together one year and she's a lot of fun PJ.
2: Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> We've been trying to get her on the show for, since we started <laughs> but for some reason we can't seem to get her. I don't know what's up with that.
1: All so, right, I'll tell her.
2: Yeah, put in the good word for the dummy room.
3: <laughs> I used her as our logo, the riff randall picture as one of our one of our t-shirts actually and I know she saw it. she um a friend of mine went to a horror convention where she was at and he was wearing her on her sh- on his shirt, and then she ended up calling me and leaving me a voicemail.
1: Uh Super nasty. awesome.
3: No, no, it was good. Oh,
1: good one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Well, maybe you should send her some shirts.
3: I would send her anything. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll let her know. I, I talk to I I always talk to PJ.
3: Cool. cool. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I got I got one last question for you, Linda. That's okay. okay. So. Uh, well, I actually got two, but this one's kind of a. Uh, I think I know the answer, but um, say we hadn't lost uh, Johnny, Joey, and Dee, Dee Do you think we ever would have had um, and Tommy? Of course. Um, do you think we would have got a, a reunion, some special one-off five years later, or something? No. No. Would have no. been cool, though. I don't, it you been, know.
1: But I think what happened with everything, it would. You know what? The truth is, it would have depended on how everyone looked. <laughs> that's yeah.
4: true,
1: you know because johnny was very uh in case you haven't noticed heard <laughs> johnny was very image conscious. Yeah, you know he was very all about the image so i think if everybody didn't look mm, the way they should no i don't think johnny would have did it wow no
3: so i know i know here's my last thing i, I know you're you're a big music um lady you love glitter rock and girl groups and punk rock of course i'm wondering so you know we love the ramones and we love bands that all kind of want to be the ramones uh, like pop punk ramones core i don't know if you've heard that term ramones core um bands like screeching weasel the queers uh, huntingtons
1: oh, yeah, I, I have their racket here <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I, w- I was just wondering like you know I I'm just asking you if you have any clue how many bands um johnny and and the ramones have influenced you know
1: well um that's the that's the (laughs) biggest form of flattery ever yeah i think
3: i can't imagine if there was no ramones i mean none of the bands that i listened to none of them would exist they all wanted to be the ramones
1: yeah well and johnny wanted to be in the biggest band in the world so go go figure (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean he'd say it all the time i sh- i want to be i wanted to be in the biggest band of- he wanted to be in the biggest band in the world so when anyone goes oh my god they why would they do that with the ramones and that isn't punk johnny Ramone wrote the book of punk
4: yeah <laughs> totally
1: okay so what are you talking about you know why would you do a tone commercial and what johnny ramon wore Tone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I, when these people are like, why do you do this? And why do you, oh, it's all about money. It isn't all about money. Obviously, if it was all about money, I wouldn't be buying back everything I see, you know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, it's about, you know, things that they did that were funny. And to just to make them more popular, like even new movies, you know, like Spider-Man. I think we had a song in Spider-Man. Now, I, I mean, I don't really go see the new Spider-Man movie. I, I just don't. But my friend, Chris's daughter, Tony Cornell, she did. And she texted me from the movie. Oh, my God, there's a Ramone <laughs> song in So that makes me excited because they're excited.
4: Yeah, that's I awesome.
1: Mean, I mean, and the whole thing of not putting your songs and stuff. Listen, you don't want to put your song in anything that's embarrassing. We all know that. Right. You know, but you put your stuff in cool things. I see nothing wrong with that. Johnny would love, like putting songs and stuff because they got that beer commercial that time he was like this is free money like you know, you put a song in a movie and you get paid i mean going to do the simpsons was the biggest thing for johnny he loved it i mean i think they recorded it like 10 blocks away from where we lived in chelsea he walked there he got a simpsons jacket uh, he got paid and everyone for the next i don't know how long said something about the simpsons to him
2: hey up your springfield
1: you know it was like it's like (laughs) everybody in the whole world saw it so you know i mean some stuff is fun to do and have
2: totally yeah Yeah. i got two more quick questions for you linda okay
1: okay these are all the ramon questions that you've always thought and wanted to know
2: sort of yeah (laughs) this is more about you though um what are your favorite do you have a favorite ramon's record and ramon's song what are your favorites
1: well, it's changed over the years. Song, yeah. But my favorite record is Rocket to Russia, and my second one. And I don't. I know everyone's going to be whatever, but I do love Leave Home.
4: Hell yeah, Leave and home's I do
1: love the. I do love the first one, but I gotta say, I'm gonna put Into the Century in there, and then I'm gonna do first. So I like Rocket to Russia, and I like Leave Home, awesome. and then I like Into the Century, and then I like the first one.
3: That's great. I'm a Road to Ruin guy. <laughs> I love Road to Ruin
1: too, but yeah. They're somehow
3: all
1: good. it was a different time. Like because I'm listening to the Ramones in my house more with Leave Home. You know? Yeah. So I don't know Joey yet. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, so it's different. Now I'm I'm home listening to the Ramones, and I and I, I don't know. For some reason I just love all the songs on Leave Home Too. I don't know. Yeah, but I do. Roger Rune's good. I mean, it's just a different direction. Yeah, and yeah. my favorite song, I guess I'll go with KKK.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know. The infamous. But infamous. I mean, I love, oh, oh, I love her so. I mean, there's so many songs yeah. that are so great, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll laugh. But, you know, I, I, I wrote to Johnny's doctor. Who, actually, because for the, the Johnny Ramone tribute, I do for prostate cancer research for Dr. David Agus. Who was Johnny's doctor? And the other day, I uh, I was writing to him, and I wrote, "You got to listen to the Ramon song. Yeah, I want to be well." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and I love that song. I mean, there's so many great songs. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just you know, you could go. Uh, I love babysitter. Oh.
0: İzlediğiniz
2: the rules i
1: don't know it's just there's so many great songs but I'll, i'm gonna stick with kkk awesome. since that since that you know
2: yeah the whole story What i that, thought you might have said that's she's that's a sensation story. just because you know that's well, about it's you my as well. song right. hello and so is danny <laughs> says <Yeah. laughs> of
1: course you gotta love them you exactly know? Yeah. i mean i don't know though it's so funny because you don't think about that when you like I don't sit there and listen to Danny says and go, oh God, this is about me. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, this is great. I remember the time, you know, being, you know, in L.A. with Phil Spector and and the Ramones, and it was just the most amazing time ever. You know, totally. I mean, that's what that's what End of the Century does for me. Yeah. It brings back just you know the most amazing memories. It's really cool. You know, so that's why I'm excited about the box set, and let's just hope you know we can get all cool stuff going on with it totally now can't
2: wait to hear some of that stuff
1: yeah i think i you know i think fans are going to be super happy and all new fans should be super happy because you know what there's a lot of people that need to listen to the ramones that don't
2: yeah everyone should
1: you know especially you know oh are you upset if you see someone wearing a t-shirt and they don't know who the ramones are nope not at all. Why? <laughs> t-shirt money. <Why>? Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's T-shirt money, yeah, of course. But it's the Ramones fan who's walking down the block and sees it and gets excited.
4: Yeah, true. It,
1: it's, you know, the Ramones are bigger now, but don't forget, back in the day, they weren't. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I would get excited if I went down the street when, you know, when my – days were the new york dolls and nobody was like wearing you know anything the new york dolls right. and i saw a new york dolls t-shirt i'd be super excited totally excited now so, yeah <laughs> I, I know I, I know it is true i mean the dolls the dolls were great they just you know it was glitter rock time and it was time for it to leave and punk rock to come in
2: yeah hey I linda mean, another quick one you said that you'd seen the dolls at the academy of music did you ever see kiss back then in those days
1: I, no, not in those days. Because, uh, but I did see Kiss with Joey. We went to see them. Oh, cool! And I think we went to see them at Madison Square Garden. Wow! I gotta, I gotta uh, remember. But I all I remember is sitting there and seeing them flying through the air,
4: <laughs>
1: and, and thinking, "Okay, this is crazy." Because, I mean, this is Ramon's time, and nobody's flying through the air. Totally. I mean, th- back then Johnny didn't even they didn't even have the little things that they jumped off of.
4: You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's a it different. No, I don't know why I didn't see Kiss back then, though. That is true because they played the Coventry, yeah. and I, I did go to the Coventry. Uh, I don't know. I just never saw them.
2: Hmm. I was just curious.
1: I I, lo- I you know I love Kiss. Though yeah. Gene Simmons never says nothing nice about the Ramones. I don't know why though. It's so. Cuz it not kiss.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not making a dollar off of it. You know what I mean?
1: I guess I don't know. It's something so strange. But like he always like. And I say I, I go. I said it to Paul. I go like, what's what's up with Gene? You know, with the Ramones. It's like it doesn't even make sense to like badmouth the Ramones. You know. And now, I... but we do know why. Because the Ramones got in, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the first time and <laughs> kissed it. No, it's true. Yeah. I think yeah. it really upset him because then he went on this thing saying, the Ramones played clubs and we played arenas. Well, that's obvious. We know that's true. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: Still the Ramones uh, were just as influential, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love Kiss. I, You know, there's room for... Johnny was right. And he'd always say, there's room for everybody.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, I've yeah. never... You know, even... People like you meet, you know, uh, rock stars that are bigger than you or more famous and whatever and whatever kind of world. And But everybody in rock and roll is nice to each other. Like even if they're bigger than you or more famous than you or sell more records than you, everybody's kind of nice, except if you don't like each other, then that's a different story. But when you meet other people, everybody's super nice to each other.
4: Yeah.
2: So the way it should be.
1: Yeah. I Kiss, mean, that's what I think.
3: Kiss and the Ramones were both, you know, they're both from New York. They're both hugely iconic and influential. So, ah, you know, I can see where there might be a little bit of jealousy on his part, you know? But, I don't
1: know. He's probably worth $500 billion by now. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But they were never taken as seriously as the Ramones. Like, critics... Recognize right. that the Ramones were doing and something that's unique. What the, yeah, yes, and they yes, just like panned yes. Kiss as a bunch of clowns with guitars. So, yeah.
1: Right. And then they wore makeup and then they didn't wear makeup and then they wore makeup again, you know. Yeah. So, you can <laughs> go down the whole Kiss thing. But you know what? Hey, they got the Kiss Army and that's fine. You yeah, know, that's cool.
2: I I'm a, I mean, I'm a Kiss cool. fan too, but.
1: You know, and, and people, you know, people who like Kiss, like Kiss. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I don't mind them. They, you know, they yeah. serve the purpose.
2: And they were both, like, going to those same doll shows of the Mercer days. Like, I even have this. Oh, like, yeah. Some of, like, uh, Bob Gruen's footage. You could see, like, Dee Dee in, in the crowd. And you could see, like, Ace from Kiss and shit. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Well, they say that uh, Kiss, there was a group called The Fast. And that Mickey Zone from The Fast had the star.
4: Oh, I'm really?
1: Just yeah, this is what you know. This is passed on through you know different <laughs> genres of n- the New York scene. Ugh, you yeah.
2: Know. Hey, so, what would Johnny I mean, have thought about? You know how like like today the Ramones are so huge, they're worldwide. I mean, you hear Blitzkrieg Bop during sporting events and shit. What would Johnny have thought of all that? Would he oh
1: just God, been super what happy? Oh, mean He love it. Yeah. <laughs> get up and. St- Let's put it this way: He'd stand up for it, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> he'd be super stoked. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you want to hear your song at a sports event? Yeah, especially for First Johnny, all, like Johnny at a baseball was game. A baseball fanatic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I always figured he would really be digging on that. And it's it's oh. a shame that they all missed it. You know what I mean? Like they well, never no, really got to see how big it got.
1: Let's creep up at sports things when Johnny was still alive.
2: Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean, like. The hormones are so much bigger nowadays than they were when they were here to enjoy it, you know.
1: Well, Joey got jipped.
2: Totally. Yeah.
1: Joey got jipped. At least Didi got to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you know, Didi got a little—not much, because he died two days later. But hello, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, Didi was so funny that night, you know. Because uh, some uh, we saw some footage in there. He says, "And but I'm not gonna go over and say hello to Johnny." Meanwhile, that's all he did all night long. <laughs> he hovered around us like you know, and he was like, "Hi, Li- hi, Linda, hi, Dee. what are you doing? What's what dress is that?" <laughs> he like hey, you know, he's like, "See, he'd always be so funny." And, but. I so he that's exactly what I mean with the Ramones. He says that in this photo, but I'm not going to go say hello to Johnny. And all he did was talk to Johnny the whole night. <laughs> so, but Joey, Joey got chipped out of that,
3: and he that's totally sad did.
1: because Joey, Joey would have loved that, you know, because yeah. Joey really did want to have a hit single after the end of the century. Johnny gave up. Yeah, with wow. a hit single, because you know that was the whole thing having Phil Spector. You're going to have a hit, you know, this is it, you know. And if you don't, and the hit is what? Baby, I love you. The Ramones aren't even on Baby, I love you. <laughs> Nobody was there that day.
2: Yeah, just Everybody Joey. Everybody went home. on <laughs> a trip.
1: So, you know, that's the one thing. So Joey would have loved that. That is true.
2: Yeah, he deserved to see it, but...
1: Yeah, yeah it but it he knew he was Joey Ramone, and he knew he was great. So,
3: yeah.
1: and he was super cool.
3: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I love going back and watching those old interviews with with all of them. But the uh, sometimes the interaction with with Joey and Johnny in a, in the same interview, oh, it's just hilarious.
1: Well, yeah. It, what what uh, what time period?
3: Uh, like like eighty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my
1: time. Okay, like the yeah. Tomorrow Show and yeah. shit like
2: that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that especially.
1: The which one?
2: When they were on the Tomorrow Tom Snyder. Oh, the
1: Tom Snyder. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was there. Uh, I was in the <laughs> audience. Uh it's hysterical because Johnny's like, what, "What do you mean Tom's not here? What? Yeah. What? And he he had a meltdown. He couldn't believe it because what? Who? A, a lady interviewer? What? Like what? Like. I mean, he was couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How could that be? Tom's not there, and she was annoying. She kept pushing Joey's hair Showing at him. His hair, face. yeah. I mean, that was the funniest day ever. I I don't know what Didi was on. Didi was definitely stoned. I don't he
3: know. He was quiet. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was definitely stoned that day. I mean, that was a cra That was another crazy. They're all crazy days. But that you know that I'm glad that one came out that good though. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I love that one. Yeah, At that one classic. point, Johnny r- does the eye roll on her. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's classic now. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that is classic, Johnny's eye roll. Well, he, <laughs> I mean, he rolled his eyes a lot, though. <laughs> and, and you got in Johnny eye roll, you knew what you were in for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So many great stories.
1: Oh, that's the whole thing there's just so many.
4: <laughs> yeah, imagine. I
1: You know, you think about writing a book and I'm thinking, but how do these funny stories come in a book? Like, actually, can it come in a book? Because, you know, while I'm saying the story, different things come back to your mind, you know? Yeah. And when you write a book or it's in a book, it's no, like, you can't really, like, while I'm talking to you, I'll remember something else that happened, right. you know, because when it's your life, you just remember things and it's much easier than if it wasn't. And, you know, so, but it. Uh, I always wonder, does it come across then? You know, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it could, but, but it is funny talking about stories and talking about them because you know what? They were all funny.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: You no, know, no. They were all funny. And that's including Marky, you know, CJ and Richie. I I don't know about if they were funny or if it was a fun (laughs) time because I wasn't really around that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of different. Like without Didi, it was different. You know, it's not different for the audience seeing the live show, though. But it's different personally, you know, because the live show, you know, some people grew up with just CJ. Yeah. You know, and so and CJ has a lot of fans and that's great. You know, you want you you want fans to like whoever they want to like. You know, it's like the Beatles, you know. Some people are George fans, you know. You might have more George fans than Ringo fans or John or Paul, you know. Yeah. Everybody has their fans and that's great. You want everybody to like whoever they want to like. I mean, that's how I look at it.
2: Yeah, totally. I think CJ you does know? a pretty decent job. I mean, I know about the the the lawsuit and everything, but he represents yeah. the Ramones pretty well, I think, better than yeah. Richie or Marky does.
1: Well, yeah, but Marky was around so much yeah, longer, true. and he's a yeah. and he is a Ramone, and he is on
4: yeah the best absolutely.
1: records ever. So Marky's got that, you know, he's yeah. got the legacy for sure. CJ, he's nice to everybody, and people like him. That's fine. That's yeah. uh, that's all I care about, you know. Yeah. Uh, All you want to do is make Ramon fans happy, you know. And if it and if and if they're happy liking CJ and you know, whatever, you know, and and, but Marky has his believe me has a lot of fans. Oh, yeah, (laughs) he was was at all let's put it this way he was at a lot of shows,
4: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely.
1: (laughs) He went he went to a lot of Ramon shows, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's for sure, you know, yeah, but. They're all, they're all, it, it's nice for everybody to like whoever they want to like. I mean, that's, you know, hey, we live in America.
2: Locked down or so, not, still America.
1: Well, yeah. So <laughs> though, though we can't leave our house. Yeah. <laughs> and
4: totally. we
1: can't have anybody over. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a little bit crazy. You can't have anybody over. Okay. But whatever, you know, which is a little bit sad you know yeah. it's like every time i talk to all our friends out here you know you always go okay so you want to come over now it's like okay well see you soon
4: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> sounds so weird to say like to people that i see all the time see you soon you know yeah it's just weird
4: it's weird you know
1: my friend Lu- lucinda joe strummer's wife was supposed to come and she was gonna like stay for like a long time this time like a more like a month mm-hmm. and it was like she was like, well I hope I hope I'm gonna come soon and I was like, that was sad you know huh. on, you know I was looking like looking for, and I was looking forward to doing the tribute well all next year
2: right Sometimes we just gotta wait it out you know
1: yeah you, you don't have a choice what was your choice to go out right and get it I mean you know I the people that are you know, want to go out. I mean, you got, you know, you, you got to do what you feel what's safe. I mean, people are going out with their masks and gloves and not, some people have to return to work, you know. I mean, yeah. just, you know, so whatever someone has to do to survive, that's what you got to do yeah. at that point. You know, I, I can't figure, you know, you can't tell people if they have to go to work that they can't. I mean, but everybody's just got to be cautious and careful. But for this to happen, it's the craziest thing ever.
2: It really, is kind of crazy. Hopefully, it'll go back to normal soon. You know.
1: I don't. Yeah. I mean, you hope. I mean. Hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess one day, years from now, if we ever listen to this interview, and we'll go, well, what was happening then? You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, none of us are allowed to leave the house. That's what's happening.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah gonna be crazy it'll definitely be in the history books i think
1: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah because no one would ever expect anything like this ever to happen
2: yeah i mean no live yeah. shows for the rest of the year probably uh, it, yeah no,
1: no for sure the rest of the year i mean that mo- a lot of people are saying no concerts until they find a vaccine
2: yeah it's crazy
1: i mean and so they may never
2: find crazy. one no
1: they will they will they'll find a vaccine
2: yeah Yeah.
4: they have
1: to oh yeah yeah yeah no they're working on it we there's so many smart people out there and doctors and scientists no they're gonna have to well i mean they'll have to find something that people if they get it they'll get better you know whereas right now if you're anything over whatever i mean 50 even though they're saying young people get it too Young people ain't dying. It's only the old people that are dying, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's the scary, you know. That's the scary part. So you now they got to find something that at least, then, if you get it, you get better. Yeah. Instead of yeah. dying. Right. You now. So. But you know. Yeah. Let's not end on that note. Let's totally do, not. Do a, let's do another Ramon question All before right. we go. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah, I got a, I got a quick Marky question. Um, you know, like what did uh, like I don't I don't I can't really ask that without I'm not digging for dirt here. I'm just wondering, you know, what did Johnny think of Marky when he left? Like he left the band. Richie came in. Marky came back. Did he no, really like Marky, no. Marky, Marky a lot?
1: Marky got thrown out.
3: well I say leave I didn't necessarily mean he left he was forced out but I mean they brought him back right so they must have liked him or his his playing at least
1: oh Johnny first of all Johnny really liked Marky because Marky you know though he says some crazy things in his book you know (laughs) I mean I guess he just wanted to sell his book I mean I complain to him now about it all the time but you know what the truth is on the road Johnny liked walking on the road because he was a lot of fun. He'd do all sorts of crazy stuff. And Johnny loved that. Like, you know, he'd eat bugs and he'd do so many crazy things. <laughs> that, and he collected. So Johnny liked that about him, too. Yep. So, I mean, he got thrown out because he was a drunk. I mean, Marky says that, you know, yeah. he, he had a drinking problem. So he had it, you know, he got better. And then Johnny was super happy to have him back in. Okay, because he always I, I, liked his drumming.
3: Yeah, he's a great drummer.
1: Yeah, he is a great drummer. You know, I mean, Johnny saw him when he was in Dust. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Was um, what, was their collections? I mean, did they compete on collecting stuff?
1: No, everybody collected movie posters. You know, whether it was horror or sci-fi, uh, you know, everybody had their different collection. But Marky and Johnny did collect a lot of similar things, but never competition. No. no. Even though Johnny was competitive every minute of every second of the day.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: When it, every minute and every second, believe me. You could not play Scrabble with him. You could <laughs> not play anything with Johnny. No way. I mean, even Eddie Vedder, who didn't have like a, he wasn't very, especially with Johnny, because he loved Johnny. With At one point, he even started getting competitive, playing Stratomatic, because Johnny just makes you want to win. I don't know, <laughs> just makes you want to win, just like he makes you want to save your money. Like he had all these crazy weird things, but like he'd get into you and you'd like, be like, oh, my God, I got to save money, you know, and oh, my God, I got to win. So everyone had that in him. But no, I mean, the biggest fight him and Marky had was over a drum. They, they were going to sign Marky's drum skin. Okay. And Johnny signed it, you know, how he signs his name, a quarter, quarter, quarter. And then Marky said, why did you sign it so big? You know, I wouldn't <laughs> sign your guitar. You know, and he goes, my guitar? Me? Like, you, you're comparing yourself to me? And that was the biggest fight ever. (laughs) Three little words, you know. That was it. They didn't talk for I don't know how long, you know. (laughs) It's like crazy stuff like that. Like, it's (laughs) silly. But that's why Johnny liked walking on the road, though, you know. Because he'd be crazy, you know. And he'd be funny and he'd do all these, like, you know, jokes. And, you know, that's what the Ramones were all about. So, they were a lot of fun. That's for sure. That's awesome. The one thing would end of the century, though. I like the documentary, but you know what? It came out a little darker than it should. And even at one point, I said to Johnny, you know, they make, you know, you have a lot of people saying a lot of crappy things about me, me and Johnny, like, oh, they didn't speak to Joey for the rest of the time and whatever. And I go, you should take that out. And he goes, no, it's funny. <laughs> See now, but. Nobody knew Johnny would die, and I'd be left with stuff like that. That isn't so funny. And now you have to like try to go back and go, Well, it wasn't really that dark. I right. mean, everybody did have a good time, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, nobody would have stayed together.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: Makes sense. So, so Linda, do you ever, um, do you play guitar? No. Did, no, I was just wondering if you maybe just put on Johnny's guitar sometimes and just walk around the house playing. I would. <laughs>
1: no, that's okay. Yeah. I'll leave it, I'll put it in a museum though for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'll buy back all the stuff so everybody, all remote fans and fans can see it, you know, but no, that's okay. I mean, sometimes when people would come over, like Fred Armisen, I love Fred. He's great. He does like, you know, the tribute every year. Yeah. And he'll like, can I, can I just see, like, one of Johnny's black books? And, I, like, I took out the black books, you know, because I have all Johnny's black books from the yeah. first day he was in Ramones to the last. And he writes every show they played. I mean, crazy what he kept, you know.
3: He yeah. knew
1: everything that was going on. And Fred, like, picked up the book, and you could see he was, like, so excited touching the book. <laughs> and he opened it up, and it was, like, Ramones and Blondie. And he was, like, oh, you know, like, all excited. <laughs> So that's fun, like showing people stuff, you
3: know. That's really cool. A few weeks ago, um, we had a uh, we had a wild idea, and uh, we were talking, "What if the Ramones hadn't ever existed? Where would the members be?" And we were, me and Jody, were just kind of fucking around, and like Dee Dee would have been in the New York Dolls, maybe, and they would have completely imploded. And then we thought, "What if Johnny?" <laughs> this is dream world here, but what if Johnny would have been in? Um, Blondie,
1: never would have happened.
3: What? But if he could have brought that guitar sound to Blondie,
1: no, he'd never have a girl <laughs> singer. Never, <No>? never. <laughs> Johnny would never be in a girl band. Never, <laughs> no way. Well, but it would be never cool.
3: It was it's it was fun to think about because it's like yeah that would be they yeah he would have made Blondie so much better.
1: Uh yeah, and if any anything <laughs> ever would have happened, he'd be in the Plasmatics, oh, yeah. not Blondie. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean he loved the Plasmatics. Yeah. He was the biggest fan, you know. I, we go to the we'd go to the Plasmatics shows, and everybody'd be like Johnny Ramone's and Of course, everyone knew he'd be there. He loved the Plasmatics.
2: So is that why he ended up working with uh, old Jean Bouvier later? Some of those I think records?
1: that came through the record company oh, Okay. Too.
2: I always kinda wondered some, about that.
1: Yeah. But he he's a nice guy, John Boobah.
2: Yeah, I met him I met him once. He was really nice. Yeah. That's cool.
3: All right, Linda. Uh we won't keep you any longer. Please stay safe. Stay inside. And um So where are
1: you guys?
3: I am in uh Wisconsin.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I'm in Saint and, Louis.
1: St. Louis, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest. How, how is it there?
2: Uh, we're locked down, you know, but yeah. we got at least through May, and then uh, I guess, see, I live on the Illinois side of the river, so I'm officially in Illinois, but like, you know, just right across the river from St. Louis on this side of the river. So we're in lockdown until May, through May, but uh, right across the river, they're supposedly going to be opening up really soon. And I don't know what that's going to mean exactly. I don't think anyone's really going to be going out. You know, we'll see.
1: I don't know what that means either. Like, they keep saying everything's going to open May 15th or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but does that mean people go, to, go out? I think it just means a soft opening, yeah. you know, where people are just going to go back to work.
2: Yeah, that's, that's all I really I- want to do. <laughs> I want to go back to work.
1: You know, yeah. I don't know. So but that is that is crazy. But that's what I think is gonna happen. Like people are gonna slowly maybe feel comfortable to start going out again.
2: I hope so. I'm ready.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> all right. Thanks, Linda, for um for uh, spending some time with us tonight. And uh, Well hopefully it's always we talk fun to you again talking soon. about
1: the Ramones.
3: <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> of course. So all right, well stay safe and uh, hopefully we'll have you back sometime.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Well, too bad it isn't tribute time. But you know what? Maybe when we do End of the Century, me and Marky.
2: There you go. That'd be great. There you go. More there than welcome.
1: Know.
2: All right. Okay. Thanks. Have thanks, a great night, Linda.
1: You too. Thank Take you.
3: care. Yep.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: T-U-M-M-Y-R-O-N.
3: I was a teenage fuck-up. My name's Joe Queer. You're listening to The Dummy Room. there you go dude yeah Linda Ramone finally dude I can't believe it dude I was like uh, I'm so excited yeah it was really cool man I mean as
2: you know we've been trying to get her since we fucking started so that was
3: really cool finally yeah Uh,
2: you know she's like hardcore Ramone's family she's right in there absolutely royalty to us you know to me
3: Yeah. yes hey I love that question about her you know the favorite her favorite song you know yeah and and you know song about her you know man if they wrote a song about me that's all i would talk about i wouldn't <laughs> shy away from that
2: i <laughs> have a t-shirt that says hey you know that song by the Ramones? that's about
3: me it's About this guy right here yeah. yeah man so yeah that was awesome i you know i yeah i don't even know what to say man yeah that's great I'm excited um or you know
2: i mean it was just super cool that she took the time you know and just so much cool Ramones talk. Just I was yeah. smiling the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? My face kind of hurts right now. Does it hurt a little bit? A little bit, dude. You know me and the Ramones. They're like my almost like a religion to me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yep. yeah, that was super cool.
3: Yeah. Well, I I don't even know what else to say, man. She was great.
2: Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did doing it. We'll see you next week, though. We got something cool coming for you every week on Thursdays.
3: Probably not this cool. tonight was pretty cool yeah
2: it's gonna be tough to top this one but uh (laughs) stay tuned we're gonna keep trying
3: if next week is is uh is half as cool as this shit we'll be all good
2: yeah we'll be fine
3: i can't even talk so let's just get out of here
2: man i'll see you next week yep have a good one thanks for listening yep
1: Thank you for listening
0: to The Dummy Room. New episodes drop every Thursday, so stay tuned and we'll
4: talk to y'all next week. Bye bye baby.